All right, my peoples, what is going on? Like I said, I'll be I would be back tonight a little bit later than what I had expected, uh, but I, I'm back. I'm here. I'm going to be talking some NBA finals action, of course, and uh, we'll also be talking some baseball as well. But let's get right into it with the with the big story of tonight. Uh, the, the Raptors, they got it done. Uh, they worked hard throughout this entire season. And uh, they were able to close out the Warriors in six games. The final score here in game six, 114-110 out there at the Oracle Arena, arena a few minutes away from me in beautiful Oakland, California. Uh, but the Raptors, uh, they were able to get it done, uh, got their first ever uh, NBA championship. They've been around since 1995, about Four years, I was about four years old, but this is their first ever NBA championship. I like to give a congratulations to them. Uh, they beat uh, one of my favorite players uh, on one of the best teams in the past five or ten years uh, that history will remember. Um, and it was a really great game, uh, great from the start. Uh, Golden State did. Oh, actually, the Raptors had one of the first leads of the game. Uh, definitely went back and forth. Golden State, uh, you know, they even looked to want to take over the game in the second half like they always do uh they had a really big third quarter uh but when it was all said and done uh the Raptors, again, like I said, were able to close it out. But let's break down the stats real quick. Uh, for the Warriors, they were led by Klay Thompson. He had 30 points and five rebounds. He scored about 30 points in about 30 minutes. So um, uh, from the first to second half, he was scoring. He was productive. Uh, however, we'll get to him in just a second. Uh, but moving on to the uh, moving on to Steph, he had 21.7 assists. He also had three rebounds. Iggy uh, also came alive. He had a really good game. 22 points. He also had two assists and then two rebounds as well and Draymond also did his thing he had 11 points but he made up for uh, that with 19 rebounds he also had 13 assists as well so uh, they definitely uh, worked pretty well together that being the Warriors their core I uh, pretty much knew especially with Kevin Durant going out in game five I did not think he should have came back and I will I will uh, get on uh, my feelings on that in just a second uh, but again I, I figured it would be the the original crew, the original crew that won the title, uh, was gonna, you know, have to be a part of winning this, winning this one here, uh, this three peat. So Clay, Steph, of course, you had Iggy and Draymond. I knew they were gonna have to be a factor this game. If they were gonna have a game seven, they're gonna have to be, they were gonna have to be a factor in that too. So I'm not surprised by what I see here in the box score. Um, just a little bit surprised that the Raptors got it done. I was kind of in the back of my mind. Um, Thinking about a game seven, uh, especially when this game got closer and closer, uh, you just don't know how these things could go. And for the for the Raptors, it was still their their series to lose, whether they would have made it to the game seven or not. Because remember, they're gonna be back in Toronto. Uh, so again, but again, it's hard to 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 look at a team like the Warriors, who uh, pretty much dominated the first couple of runs to get to their titles. Then they added an All Star uh, like Kevin Durant, and you pretty much knew that they were gonna, you know, own the league for a couple of years. For them to kind, of, like I said, for them to lose like this, four uh, two, basically a gentleman. Let's call it like this. This is a gentleman sweep, and to be gentleman swept at home like this is is crazy. Uh, but again, uh, much ups to the Raptors. They did their thing. Let's break down the uh, the scats uh, the stats excuse me, for them real quick. Uh, they were led by Pascal Siakam, 26 points from him. He also had 10 rebounds and three assists. Kyle Lowry also had 26 points, 10 assists, seven rebounds. Um, now, I know they're going to give the 
the MVP, the Finals MVP, the Kawhi. But let's just say for this game, Kyle Lowry was the player of this game. Uh, so much has been said about him uh, in his in his past playoff efforts. Uh, you know, going down to LeBron, uh, they used to you know commonly refer to you know, Toronto as LeBronto, as a place where, you know, you just don't win. You don't uh, have a lot of success, uh, but they were able to pull it off. Uh, like I said, um, Kyle Lowry uh, was a great leader today. He scored a lot of points, 26 points, probably more uh, than what I'm used to seeing him get. Uh, but that 10 assists was definitely a factor. Uh, definitely from the beginning to the end, he was definitely involving his teammates, showing a great leadership qualities. Uh, and I think he's come a long way from at least even from even last year uh, from losing that, that, that uh, I believe it was a game six or six, seven to, to the Cavaliers that time. Uh, really great turnaround from him personally. Uh, I know he had to get they had the, the organization the, the Raptors themselves had to get rid of a couple pieces throughout not just last year with DeMar DeRozan but even this year uh, they traded away Jonas Valanciunas uh, they also traded away a couple uh, couple players from last year I, I, I feel uh, that were on that team that, that did pretty well uh, but again they had to to, to clear the space and, and and get and get Kawhi a part of the a part of the of the family. And uh, speaking of which, he had 22 points tonight, uh, six rebounds and three assists. He started off pretty slow. Uh, he actually didn't even have, uh, I think he only had two points uh, till almost the end of the, the first quarter. But he was able to get hot. Eventually, he was able to make the timely buckets when he needed to, uh, especially in the second half. That's when it matters. Uh, he also got a good performance from Fred Van Fleet. Coming off the bench, he had 22 points. He also grabbed a couple boards. Again, uh, he's been a factor in and out of the series. Not every game, not back-to-back games, uh, but there's games where he'll come alive. He'll do his thing. Uh, big shots out to Norm Powell. He got some minutes in this game. Uh, he normally uh, he did not really necessarily ball out in this series per se, but again, he got crucial minutes, uh, especially in the series beforehand against Philly. Uh, he, did, and he made some crucial shots uh, in this series, a few as well. Uh, also, Serge Ibaka, uh, he was able to get 15, uh, 15 points, 3 rebounds, and also 2 assists off the bench as well. So you got a complete uh, team game for Toronto. Uh, you pretty much had that with the Warriors. This is why this this game was one of the best I've seen in a while. Really neck and neck from beginning to end. Um, let's break let's break down some team stats real quick. As far as field goal percentages go, they are relatively close to each other. Toronto shot forty seven point six percent, making thirty nine of eighty two shots. Uh, Golden State forty eight point eight percent. They made the same amount of shots, but uh, they took two less. So they took eighty shots. They made 39 of them. As far as the three-point percentage is concerned, uh, Toronto uh, has a slight lead in that department as well. Uh, they've, they landed uh, 39% of their three-point shots, 13 out of 33. Golden State also uh, did pretty decent here too, but they landed, they, uh, they landed two less than Toronto. They, they landed 11 out of 31 uh, three-point shots. As far as rebounds go, uh, kind of close here as well. Toronto at 39. Uh, Golden State had 42 overall rebounds. They both had the same number of offensive rebounds. So uh, basically in position, uh, they had the same amount of um, chances for second second point. So um I think the biggest, another another one of the biggest uh, team stats that I will put on Golden State, though, is they had 16 turnovers. Uh, they had uh, double-digit turnovers throughout the series, and I think it came back to haunt them. Uh, in terms of their defense, Rap the Raptors, they had a good game plan. Whether it was one, game one, two, three, uh, I think the only game where they did not look that great uh, would probably be oh, game 
uh, game, maybe game three, the game that the Warriors were able to get, the first game the Warriors were able to get, uh, they looked pretty good offensively, and the Raptors did not look that great on the other side of the ball. But uh, since, but after that, uh, outside of that game, uh, Toronto had, had pretty much played their best basketball uh, throughout throughout the series. You can't take too much away from that. Uh, I got some game notes here, of course. Uh, Clay Thompson, for those of you who may not know, uh, did. Tore, uh, tear his ACL in the third quarter. Uh, he was not able to return back to the game. Uh, of course, people are going to say that's a factor. A lot of people out here already know uh, one of the main excuses is going to be, well, uh, we didn't have KD. And, of course, uh, uh, Clay Thompson went and got injured in the third quarter. Well, guess what? Guess what? For those, for, for those Warrior fans that want to play that injury uh, that injury story, well, guess what? Last year, Chris Paul didn't have a good hamstring. This year in the Western Conference Finals, Portland's best player had a shoulder injury. So what you want to say? Do you really want to go there? Now, I'm going to tell you, yeah, Achilles injury is pretty serious, but it's still an, an injury is not an excuse in these day and ages. We can't say that. We're not going to do that here. Uh, nobody else got to use that excuse. So the Golden State Warriors do not get to use it to play. Our players were injured and, and hurting. That's what happened to, to the Cavs best players in 2015. But y'all took that title just in the same. So take that L just like you did the championships just, just the same. Again, this is not a shot at a Clay or uh, not a shot at Ste uh, Steph Curry and KD. I personally have a lot of respect for the Warrior team. Uh, the fan base, though, um, I like moments like this because the fan base needs to just just get a get a glimpse of reality, uh, get some win out of the sales a little bit. Uh, we'll see y'all next summer. Y'all be sitting on the dock of the bay, so y'all can have that. Y'all can take y'all. Y'all can y'all cause y'all. Of course, one thing I do know about Warrior fans is they love to run that mouth. They love to talk all type of stuff about everybody. And but then when they lose, they got a shit ton of excuses. So all my all my partners out there, um, if you into basketball, oh yeah, just just take a look at your Facebook timeline. Look at all the Golden State excuses that you'll be seeing throughout the night. Oh, the refs didn't do this. Oh, we didn't have this play. We didn't have this play. That's all right. Neither did neither did Cleveland in, in 2015, so on and so forth. Neither did Houston last year. And uh of course Portland this year had their favorite they had their number one player hurt. So this is what happens. People get hurt, people get injured. This is the playoffs. Y'all showed up. Y'all gotta y'all gotta um Y'all got to handle that. Uh, another game note we got here is Kawhi, of course, won the finals MVP. And he's the first to win one as a representative of both conferences. Of course, he won the 2014 finals MVP as a member of the San Antonio Spurs. So this is another uh, notch on the belt of, of one of the best basketball players on the planet right now. Uh, I think if you're ranking them, I think you definitely uh, got some respect for Steph and KD and what they're doing. Uh, Kawhi is definitely up there with what he's been able to do you cannot deny it uh one good silver lining coming out of the situation right now for the warriors at least heading into next year um I don't think I mentioned it yesterday, but uh or the day before the last time I was up here uh but Kevin Durant uh you know he's thinking about uh resigning there's a there's a definitely a, de a definite possibility that he could cash in with the Golden State Warriors and get a 30 million dollar um clause there get some money there also DeMarcus Cousins is also opened up to a new contract with the Golden State Warriors so um y'all might have lost the title but I mean you can retool uh you can bring back some of the pl the, the pieces that that got you here uh you guys just got to try it again next time um it was not you guys did not play a terrible series nobody's telling you that uh but i mean for me 
it's not so much that I'm 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 happy that the Warriors lost. Uh, if anything, I'm just kind of happy or just kind of it's kind of funny that this fan base now has to deal with this loss and they have to, you know, uh, defend it or excuse it in some way. I'm I'm more so laughing at the excuses that I'm hearing. I'm more so uh, ha- I'm more so um, laughing at the responses, uh, the the success or lack of the Golden State Warriors. At the end of the day, it doesn't bother me because, again, they're not my team. I know who my team is. Uh Toronto does, winning a championship doesn't make me that great because they're not my favorite team. They're not Portland, so you know Portland didn't have no, don't got no championship, so it doesn't change that. But I definitely get to say, oh, that's what y'all fans get for talking all that shit all year. Because Warrior fans, y'all been talking shit all year, and I think it's time for y'all to pay the piper. Uh, so good, good luck on the Toronto Raptors for doing that. But before I let y'all go, uh, before I take a quick break, that is, uh, I wanted to get into a little bit more about uh, KD and his injury and how I feel about uh, how Golden State handled it. Uh, first and foremost, I thought, and even from day one, meaning May, May 8th, I believe it was, that game six that he went out against Houston, I thought of immediately, and I have an issue with, uh, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I also talked about this, you know, in Portland, uh, when, da- when Damian went down with his supposed injury um, during the Western Conference Finals. I do not like how these team doctors and these team um, uh, these team press press officials and all that are releasing this information. I do not like the way that they are giving us this information. I believe from May 8th, that actual night he had the injury, that the Golden State Warriors training staff has been lying to us and lying to the media, first and foremost, about the extent of Kevin Durant's injury. I am sorry. I, y'all can tell you what you want. I will not ever in my life by that that was some type of a calf injury or a hamstring injury. I'm not ever going to buy that. I thought it was an Achilles injury May the 8th, and I thought it was an Achilles. He re-aggravated the Achilles injury in game five. There was there was no he was. It was just a calf string, and he got himself together. Nobody is going to sit out a month for a calf injury. That does not happen. For an Achilles, uh, something like that, something, uh, ACL, MCL, that's way different. That is way different. It's a totally different uh, part of the leg, and it's going to require a different part process of healing, rehabilitation, so on and so forth. So the minute I did not hear about Kevin Durant practicing, the minute I, I heard he was going to be gone from practice, my mind already went to Achilles tendon. Y'all could say what you want. You could say how you feel. The the the, um, the MRI came back today. They had another one. They had an MRI with the original injury. You do not need an MRI for a calf strain or for a hamstring or whatever, people. They lied to you. He was he was hurt from the beginning, and this is this is the thing that y'all was this is the thing that I I kind of don't like about the NBA media and about certain people's training staffs. They should have let that be known from the get go. But this is the thing: if the Warriors would have well, we saw what happened. The Warriors lose the series. If we know by game one Kevin Durant is out for the entire series, I don't think nobody watches that series. I don't think anybody takes that series serious, and I don't think there's no way that you have the drama and you have the hype and we'll look at the ratings later uh i could take we could take a look at those later down the line uh, a couple days from now look at those and uh tell you how it ranked uh, how the ratings ranked and all that and i'm pretty sure this series made a ton of money even in just the six games i'm pretty sure it got really decent ratings for what it was uh but i think 
the NBA media uh, really sold Kevin Durant short. I think it sold the fans short. Uh, we needed to understand exactly what we were looking at because I'm, I, if if Kev, if we know or if the basketball world knows that Kevin Durant is injured, uh, I don't think you really have uh, that. I don't think it's that easy for Golden State to win. I know everybody and their mama. This is what I'm saying. Uh, it was kind of you know not for the not for the franchise, and it's, and it's kind of bittersweet because that team is moving out of Oakland now i do kind of give them knocks for that i feel like they're selling out by moving to san francisco but hey that's just the way sports teams roll they're not necessarily my team but i did not like that move uh but i think the fan the fan base itself again you need to take that you need to take that bitter with that sweet understand what happened uh of course uh some injuries were made uh but don't act like for one second that you guys weren't outplayed Okay, all 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 the injury uh, uh all the injury news aside, and I'll get to some more about my feelings about that about how Golden State played a part in that, uh, in just a second, um, but I just want to let y'all know, all y'all fans out there, I hear y'all all year long, all season long, all on Facebook, that's what y'all. There you go, nobody's hating. No, where nobody's hating. Nobody's hating. See, this is the thing. This is what I don't think Golden State Warriors, their fan base gets. We actually like your team. We like the players on your team. We like Steph. We like KD. For the most part, anybody who knows basketball will genuinely like anybody on your team. I've been, I, <coughs> excuse me. I've been saying it on the show for the past month or so. Kevin Durant definitely far, uh, far and beyond one of the best players on this planet. That don't mean <laughs> that don't mean that y'all above reproach and y'all can't y'all can't take some of these hot takes when y'all take a loss. So I gotta be prepared for that as a fan, okay? As a Portland fan, I had I've I've been I've been ridiculed, I've been I've been roasted, I've had to have discussions, all type of stuff. When we lose, win, all that. So y'all gonna have to take that shit too. Golden State fan, I don't see why y'all think y'all exempt. I don't think why you think that people can't come at y'all heads and laugh at y'all when y'all lose. Y'all not. I told y'all this years ago. This was going to happen, Some something similar to this. Y'all just kept saying everybody's a hater. Everybody got to be a hater. That's not a fan. That's y'all belief. That's okay. Now, we don't in Portland. We don't, anybody who's not a Portland Trailblazers fan, we ain't tripping about that. Y'all not a fan. We don't. Y'all don't need to root for us. We don't need y'all to root for us. Y'all the fan. We the fans. We don't need you. But y'all can't carry that same mentality. Everybody, if you're not a warrior, if you a hater. Oh, you didn't. You No, no. We just, sometimes y'all get on our, the fan base gets on our nerves. And we know that y'all bandwagon. And we know after y'all lose a couple years. Let's say, for instance, the Golden State Warriors at the next year, they don't even get to the playoffs. Or they lose earlier in the playoffs. I'm telling you, bro, it's going to knock down their whole prestige. I'm telling you, everybody and their mama going to go to some other team. They're going to go back to the Lakers. I'm telling you, don't let the King, they're going to go to the, they're going to come out of nowhere and start messing with the Kings again. That's just, y'all got to understand there's a lot of fair weather fans out here that just like teams when they're good. And we know that. Basketball fans know that. <laughs> so we know, we know half of y'all fan base is going to go disappearing for the summer. We know this. Sorry. That's just, we just calling it like we see it. Um, And one more thing about Golden State. Um, I want to talk this time. I'm not going to, I'm going to get away from the fans. 
I'm going to go strictly uh, toward the front office. Again, with Bob Myers, I saw him crying his little crocodile tears the other day. Couldn't even draw a tear for uh, putting his one of the best players that he's ever had on, a, on his franchise or in the, in the history of that franchise, period, out there in a situation like that. Uh, again, I think they knew what they were doing. I think they knew exactly how serious his injury was, uh, but they wanted by any and all costs to win the series, and that's what they did. Uh, they wanted to sell out there. They wanted to sell out of Game Seven. Uh, they wanted to. They wanted to put another uh, 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 banner up there uh, to go into the new Chase Stadium with that or whatever arena, whatever have you. And they wanted to show every everything off, show off their ass. Look at all the money we, you know, all this, all that money we invested, and look at y'all. Look at y'all now. Y'all did the man dirty. Y'all should have let the man rest. Don't worry about all that. Y'all still going to be one of the greatest we've seen in a while. Y'all got all the love in the world out here in this in the Bay Area. Why put your best one of your best players at risk? For what? For what? For, for, for a game seven that you're not even guaranteed to win? For a game six, you weren't even guaranteed to win. You needed Draymond Green to come up with a with one of the blocks of his life in order to win game six. You did all that to risk Kevin Durant, y'all assholes. Y'all whole organization is some assholes. Um, I don't like Bob Meyer no more. I don't like Laker, but whoever the owner is, y'all out of pocket and y'all sold out the people of Oakland and y'all going to San Francisco in that old boozy ass, bougie ass city. I'm going to say it tonight, but, uh, that's what y'all get again. If it blew up right in y'all face, y'all thought y'all could just put in a, a, a 70, a, a, a below, a below 50% superstar out there in a championship setting. That's what y'all get. That's, that's been the. That's indicative of the way y'all fan base carries y'all carries the mentality of the team. That's the way kind of y'all play. I see it with the players kind of, and now we're seeing in the upper head, the upper echelon of the, of the organization, even even Bob Myers is a little bit cocky. Oh, we could just put in Kevin Durant, and we could just get a win. We're just going to win. Psych. It didn't happen. So y'all got to go, like I said, sitting on the dock of the bay. Right with everybody else. Yep, we'll see y'all next year. And hopefully, y'all be just as good. All right, y'all. I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to wrap everything up tonight with some baseball action. I'll be going over some games from today. I got a little bit of news to talk about as well. A trade, uh, to be precise. And then I got the standings to go over as well. So, I will be right back, y'all. All right. All right, y'all. I am back. I got some baseball news to talk about. Of course, like I said, I'll be going over tonight's uh, scores as well as the standings. Uh, but like I said, there is a trade story to talk about, and it looks like the Phillies and Yankees have done a little bit of business. The uh, Yankees, uh, I'm sorry, the Phillies uh, were looking to add some depth uh, to their to their to their uh, hitting rotation, uh, and they were able to uh, trade uh, some cash uh, to the Yankees uh, for infielder Brad Miller. Now, Brad Miller is 29 and has played in almost 700 uh, pro uh, baseball games. Now, he did hit for 30 homers in 2016, uh, but he has struggled with that as of late. Uh, but he did play some, uh, he did get some major league action this year, excuse me, with the Indians, where he batted a 250 uh, average. He also had three 20, he had a 3.25 slugging average. And he had an on-base percentage of uh, 4. Point, I'm sorry, 0. 0.417. Uh, he also spent some time actually uh, after being traded to the Yankees. Uh, he was sent down to Triple A, which is the 
which is uh, the, the level right below uh, the actual the major league level. You have the, the, triple, the single A, uh, double A, and then triple A. Triple A is right below uh, the pro level. He did spend some time there under the Yankees farm uh, program where he batted a 294, also had a 399 slugging average, and a uh, .596 uh, on base percentage. So he definitely got his stride right uh, as of now in his season. Uh, he's also hit for two uh, 10 home runs at the AAA level, also uh, 29 RBIs in four, uh, 41 games. So not too bad on a AAA level. Uh, so they're looking to bring him up, I, I'm not mistaking, almost immediately. Uh, now, he does have a significant uh, experience in the infield. Uh, he's played first to third base. He's also played shortstop as well. So uh, like I said, the Phillies are looking uh, to uh, to add some, some depth there. Like I said, the Yankees. Yankees, they got some cash out of the deal, so ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, so moving on, we're going to go over the scores that went down last night. Of course, we're going to oh, go actually today and tonight. Uh, we're going to start off in the National League. The Bra uh, the Pirates, I'm sorry, the Braves, excuse me. The Atlanta Braves were able to get it done against the Pirates. 6-5 to five is the final score. We also got the Twins getting it done uh, against the Mariners in some American League action. 10-5 to five is the final score there. Uh, the Nats, I'm sorry, the D-backs beat, uh, the Diamondbacks beat the Nationals 5-0. The Blue Jays beat the Orioles in some AL East action. The final score there is 12-3. The Angels beat the Rays 5-3. The Rangers, excuse me, get it done against the White Sox. I'm sorry, the Whites, uh, the Red Sox get it done against the Rangers 7-6. Uh, uh, for the Red Sox, they were led by Jackie Bradley Jr. He had a three-run home run. Also, Xavier Bogarts, he hit a two, he hit two, he got two hits, excuse me. He also batted in a run as well uh, as for David Price the starting pitcher today he was not able to get the win he struggled uh, he only got in one inning he gave up he gave up five hits and also six runs he only had two strikeouts but the bullpen his backups of course uh, they were able to get the job done uh, they only gave up four hits on uh, the rest of the game uh, they only they gave up zero runs and they also had nine strikeouts uh, for the Rangers they got a lot of they got a lot of help from their shortstop Elvis Andrews he had three hits and also three RBIs in their first baseman Logan Forsyth also hit a two-run homer as well. Uh, moving on, we got some more AL action. The Royals got it done against the Tigers, seven to three. Uh, the White Sox got it done. Uh, yeah, the White Sox got it done in a mild upset against the Yankees, five to four. <clears throat> And uh, finally, uh, we got the Padres getting it done against the uh, the Rockies, six to nine. It's some NL West action. And then we have uh, the, in the big time game, the Dodgers were able to beat the Cubs seven to three. Now for the Dodgers, of course, they were led by their All Star candidate, uh, the right fielder Cody Bellinger. He had three hits, also three RBIs. Their first baseman David Freese also had two hits. He also batted in two runs as well. And their pitcher Clayton Kershaw got the win. He went for six innings. He did give up seven hits, but he only gave up three runs. He also tossed eight strikeouts as well. For the Cubs, they got two RBIs from their left uh, from their left fielder. Um, excuse me, they got a couple RBIs from their left fielder Chris Bryant. I'm sorry. Um, Oh, yeah, he had an RBI as well. So they got uh, RBIs from their right fielder, Chris Bryant, as well as their left fielder, Kyle Schwaber, and then also uh, Wilson Contreras, the catcher. They all got RBIs. Uh, but, again, like I said, but again, as with the final score, it was not enough. Uh, so let's move on to the standings. Uh, at this part in the week, we are looking at Thursday night. So we're going to start off in the AL, starting with the AL East. And, of course, uh, the Yankees are still on top. 41-26 is their overall record at the moment. They are 3-7 in the last two. 
10. Moving on to the second spot, we have the Rays, 41 and 27, just a half game back, 6 and 4 in their last 10. And finally, we got the Red Sox at the at the nearest competitive spot here in the third place position, 36 and 32, six and uh, six and a half games back, and they're also five and five in the last 10. Making up the bottom, we have the Blue Jays and, uh, and the Orioles. Uh, the Blue Jays are 25 and 43. The Orioles are 21 and 47. Moving on to the AL Central, uh, we have the Twins. They are still on top, 45 and 22, six and four in their last 10. The Indians, they are not right behind them. They are 11 games back, 34 and 33 is their record, six and four in their last 10. Uh, up next, we have the Chicago White Sox in the third place position, 12 games back for them, 33 and 34 is their overall record, and they have gone five and five in their last 10. At the bottom, we have the Tigers and the Royals. The Tigers are at 25 and 40. Royals are at 22 and 46. Off to the AL West, the Astros, 46 and 23. They are on the top. Uh, they're still at the top. Uh, seven and three in their last ten, and they uh, well they are tied for the best record in the league next with the Dodgers. Uh, moving on to that second place spot, we have the Rangers at uh thirty six and thirty two, nine and a half games back, six and four in their last ten. The A's are eleven games back; they are in third place, thirty five and thirty four, one game above five hundred. They are also six and four in their last ten. And bringing up the rear here, we have the Angels at thirty four and thirty five, and also the Mariners in the last place spot. 29 and 43 as far as the al is concerned uh right now i mean of course we had a leader uh definitely the astros uh and for the first wild card spot, it's it's going to be tricky. But we definitely, the season were to end today, uh, we're definitely going to give it to the Twins. Um, and actually, it's not too it's not too tricky. Maybe the second spot might be tricky because you got the Yankees and the Rays uh, virtually with the same record. 40, same same number of wins, 41. Uh, the Rays just have one more loss. So 27 to New York's 26. So that'll be an interesting race right there. Um, but it's almost cut and dry that being the al so we're gonna move on to the nl right quick of course starting off with the nl east and at the top of the nl east at this point we have the braves 40 and 29 8 and 2 they have finally worked their way uh to the number one spot in this division next up we have the phillies they are 38 and 30 uh one and a half games back five and five in their last 10 and the next nearest team to them is the mets 33 and 34 they are in the third place spot uh six games back and they are five and five in the last 10. Bringing up the rear, we have the Washington Nationals, 31 and 37, and then we have the Marlins, 24 and 42. You get sick of forking those two guys. They're done. Moving on to the NL Central, we have the Brewers on top. They are 39 and 29. They've gone 7 and 3 in their last 10. We also got the Cubs. They are 38 and 30. Just a game back here, uh, 6 and 4 in their last 10. And then we have the Cardinals, 33 and 33, so they're still 500. Uh, good enough for the third place spot. They are currently uh five yeah five games back also gone five and five in their last in their last 10 excuse me and at the bottom we have the uh, reds and the pirates fourth and fifth spot respectively for the reds uh actually they both had the same number of wins at 30 the reds had 36 losses and the pirates have 30 uh 38 losses as for the reds they are eight games back uh for the pirates you will put them uh nine games actually 10 games back i believe uh reds have gone four and six in their last 10 pirates have gone two and eight in their last 10 uh they're still somewhat in the race i just don't see them at least in a divisional race i just don't see like again i don't see really any of those guys really challenging for even a third or second spot uh you can almost kind of especially for the pirates you can know pirates you can almost put a, a fork in the pirates they're 
you can say that they're done. Uh, and finally, we're going to move on to the NL West, excuse me, National League West. Uh, in the number one spot, we have the Dodgers. Like I said, they are tied for the best record in all of baseball with the Houston Astros. They've gone 6-4 and four in their last 10, and their overall record is 46-23. and 23. Up next, we have the Rockies in the second spot. They are 36-22. and 22. They are nine and a half games back, 5-5 five and five in their last 10. Up next, we have the Diamondbacks out of Arizona, 37-33 and 33 is their overall record. They are also... Nine and a half games back, and they are seven and three in their last since. So they are on the rise. Uh, Rockies are are about stable. They've uh, won their past couple of games, so they're looking all right. Uh, next up in the fourth place spot, we have the Padres at thirty three and thirty six. They're kind of on the outside looking in, like looking in, but they are thirteen games back, and they are three and seven in their last ten. And finally, uh, at the bottom, we have the Giants at twenty eight and thirty eight. So there's no real. There's no real get back for them either. As far as the NL is concerned, uh, I would say uh, your top uh, divisional leaders right now, of course, uh, your playoffs. If the se- if the season was to end today, uh, the three teams off the top going to the playoffs, of course, we have the Dodgers, Brewers, uh, and also we have the Braves. Uh, so that leaves uh, the two wild card spots. That's going to be interesting. Um, Definitely at the moment, uh, what I see now for the two wild card spots as of today, I see um, the Brewers here at 39 and 29, and also we have the Phillies here at 38 and 38. Um, ooh, the Cubs. Uh, 30, 38 and 30 for the Phillies. The Cubs are also 38 and 30 as well. So it's, it's a little, it's a little close. And then, like I said, you have the Rockets on the outside looking at two games behind, uh, the Cubs, uh, and the Phillies for the second wild card spot. Uh, we also have the Diamondbacks game behind as far as that first playoff spot goes. Of course, I can go multiple different directions. So, uh, as of now, it's not super competitive on a, in a, in a divisional scale, because you kind of already see who's going to win those divisions. I think the biggest thing you might want to look at, especially now as we get deeper in the summer, is those matchups, is those playoff rankings. Uh, like I said, the divisional winners, in terms of baseball, how it's done is the divisional winners get the automatic baseball, uh, get the automatic playoff spot. And then, of course, you have two wild card spots. They play each other in a playoff game. So that's how they do it. Uh, so for right now, I definitely think your 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 key Playoff teams as of right now, definitely the twin. I'm sorry, from the from the uh, AL, we're talking the Yankees, uh, the Twins, and also the Astros. Uh, you also got the Rays, uh, the Rays, and possibly even the Rangers uh, looking for a a wild card spot. Uh, you also have Boston in the mix for a wild card spot there as well. Uh, but moving on to the NL, uh, in terms of a, a legitimate playoff spot, we're looking at the Braves. Uh, you also got the Brewers and also the Dodgers. Uh, but as far as a wild card spot is concerned, again, like I said, you have the Phillies, Cubs looking for those one or two wild card spots. Also, the Diamondbacks and the Rockies. So uh, look out for that. It's going to get competitive in the summer. The NL Central is probably going to get a little bit closer as well. The NL West, uh, it's, I mean, the, the Rock, I mean, the, the Dodgers have a significant lead at the moment, uh, but I think the real battle is going to be the, between the, the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. Who's going to maintain that second spot? Because, you know, 
one or two of these second place teams is going to have a spot or going to have a shot at a wild card. So we'll have to see how, how these teams maintain. But for now, y'all, I'm going to call it a wrap for tonight. I'm out of here. If you're looking to get in touch with me, of course, I am on Facebook and uh, Instagram at L Jamal Johnny. That is E L J A M A H A D J A N I. I also got the PayPal and the Cash App as well, both under Jamal Butler, J A M A H B U T L E R, of course, so on and so forth. I'm more so uh, looking for the, the community and the interaction. So please hit me up on the Facebook page for the show as well. Never out of bounds. If anybody hasn't told you, y'all yet i love you uh peace out one love and y'all have a good night